0: Kicking and streaming podcast is brought to you by Cafe 1804. Premium Haitian coffee now available online at cafe1804.com. That's cafe, K-A-F-E, 1804.com. Yeah, we, no, we had to talk about the All and, and things like that. so So we couldn't do this one. So today we are actually taking a look at what's coming in the month of May. And uh, uh, I'm excited about a lot of shows. I think the month of April was actually quite good. It was. There's some stuff that happened there that w- I wasn't expecting any of these shows to be as good as they were. So we're going to review that first. Yes. And then uh, we are going to talk about what we excited for the month of May because I see greatness. I don't know about you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. So what we're gonna do here is that I'm gonna go on ahead and get on started. All right? That sounds so good. Let's do the let's do let's do the intro voice wise and people's gonna just have to watch us. Okay.
1: That sounds good.
0: Yeah. This is Kicking and Streaming Podcast, a binge-watcher's guide to streaming movies, TV series, and stuff. Here are your hosts, Graham and Jocelyn. And hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Kicking and Streaming Podcast. My name is Graham, and with me today, of course, is the very fantastic JoJo. Hello, JoJo. Howdy-do man Howdy. i love some how do like i said i've, I've always I've, I've always been a fan of how do but i think i become more of a fan of how do once i discovered that you actually knew of so, where to get some memes of the how do bird <laughs> 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 my first encounter with the how do bird was when you posted <laughs> with a little i think it was a little parrot Was it a parrot or a canary or something? It was a... It was like, are you just (laughs) going to scroll by without saying howdy? And I'm like, yo, I lost (laughs) it. I absolutely (laughs) lost it, man. (laughs) (laughs) So how did you come about the howdy-do bird, Jojo?
1: I I don't know I just I, I would occasionally say howdy do just to be silly and then I saw the little howdy do bird and was like yeah that's me that's totally me
0: <laughs> yeah no howdy do
1: he fits my oh, yeah, personality yeah, that's your, uh,
0: what what was it the spirit animal thing it's a, a spirit, spirit animal, animal kind yes, of thing yes. isn't it. <laughs> Well, alright then, as we may have hinted in the beginning, we are today reviewing or taking a look at what to look forward for in the month of May on all the major streaming platforms. There are some that we left behind because it's not like they have a lot of new things coming out. For instance, Disney Plus uh, has nothing quite new coming out, but... You know, we could always talk about the things that are already streaming, you know, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, who now is uh, Captain America, Falcon slash yes. Falcon, whatever. Uh, which is a, a fantastic series. I'm having a lot of fun I'm watching it, Jojo.
1: My husband really, really enjoys it. I ha- have just not gotten around to watching it, but he he really enjoys it. He says it's very, very, very good.
0: It is really, really good. But, hey, this is not what we're talking about today, is it? (laughs) (laughs) So let's get down to business, Jojo. And the binge list, let's review April. What were your favorite shows for April? What was the best thing that happened for you in, in April?
1: I think it was Concrete Cowboy.
0: Concrete Cowboy.
1: Yeah, I really think it was.
0: As much as I enjoyed Concrete Cowboy, as much as I enjoyed discussing it, to be honest with you, my favorite of, at least from Netflix, was The Serpent. The Serpent was great.
1: It really was. But just, I, I felt like a hypocrite if I picked it since I couldn't finish it because it gave me nightmares. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. That's that's true. <laughs> So I did enjoy it very much, and I thought it was fabulous. But I was like, I, I, if I pick that, that's gonna—I'm going to be a hypocrite because I, I didn't finish it. So,
0: yeah, Judge, you have to I put have on to. your pants and go ahead. I
1: know, and it I know. Got to it get on my, it's my big girl pants.
0: Big girl pants, whatever that means. Because so. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if it's not your size, it's not going to do any good, is it?
1: It'll be even worse. Is, is, uh, well, so the,
0: the whole big girl pants thing—is that what it, it, is it supposed to be? Bigger than your size, or what? Oh, what? What exactly does it stand for?
1: I think it means grown up. Like you're uh, all grown up now. You don't. You're not wearing diapers. Go do your thing.
0: Right. Ah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yo, how could I have gotten it so wrong? <laughs> you get. You can really tell that English is my second language. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, there's all kinds of bizarre sayings in English that are like
0: what? Uh, I know, man. Like I don't. Okay, that's cool. All right, so, yeah, for me, it it was The Serpent. For you, it was Concrete Cowboy. But I don't know if it's because of the largesse of Netflix, but every time I review what's coming on TV, I, I still find that Netflix is really hitting it out of the park, even though they have a lot of fluffs, like a lot of shit that really, yeah, whatever but their shows the their original shows are really 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 the the right picks i want to say
1: yeah i i feel like for the most part you kind of it's difficult to go wrong with them because um i mean they do have so much money that they're able to to throw at projects and um the you know the production values are great and they seem to be getting a little more particular about who they're working with. So um, I think they're just improving, which is, is great. You, you don't always see that with, with a company, that pro, a production company. Sometimes they start out really good and then just very slowly go downhill. But I feel like Netflix is, is getting better and better.
0: I think my problem with Netflix, on the other hand, is that the fact that they are uh, picking stuff so indiscriminately, And spending money to see, it's like, what do you say, throwing stuff at the wall to see what lands? Yeah. They end up wasting money. And that, at the end of the day, we are the ones who end up paying for it because every now and then they sneak another dollar to to that. Yes. You know what I mean? And it's never like, it's never like, You know, half a cent <laughs>
1: <laughs> they could probably p- add a penny to everybody's account and be g- getting an extra billion dollars
0: every Damn straight <laughs> every couple months <laughs> but that's never the case is it no, It's, it's always, always a buck at least yeah, yeah,
1: but I think the other complaint I have with Netflix is they they seem to give up on shows really quickly and i oh, yeah. i wish oh, yeah. they didn't do that like it's like they they'll give them at max two seasons and if it's not pulling what whatever they algorithm they pull from then they just delete it or cancel it and i there's a lot of shows that that i want i wanted to see the end
0: <laughs> yeah yeah but like i think it also has a lot to do with with the idea with corporate greed in in the sense that Everything has to lead to growth. Yes, I, yes. And I see that a lot. Like I, I, I scour through a lot of uh, podcast pages and Facebook groups. And I see this entire notion of how to grow your podcast. Growth, growth, growth. And it's growth, growth, growth and monetize growth, growth. And really, maybe, maybe that's the case. Maybe we all ultimately would like to become the next Joe Rogan. But can we go back to the time where we would genuinely do something because it was a hobby, because right. it made us happy, because it was what got us, relieved us from the tensions of adulting for fuck's sake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I read something about, you know, hustle and grind culture just really makes – Everything seem like you have to to make everything. If you if you're not making money at it, then it's not worthwhile. And I I don't agree with that because uh, you know <laughs> I don't agree with that at all. If something makes you happy and brings you joy, it that's way more important than making money off of something.
0: That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that, that is that is what I'm saying. And, and so I don't think you always have to be beating the competition in order to measure success. I agree. A- and I think the whole idea of Netflix has to be the number one, number one, number one, number one, number one, is, is bullshit.
1: Yeah.
0: How about keeping something of quality, as you were saying? Like There, there are shows that are never going to be massive success. They're, they're never right. going to be the favorite of billions of people around the world. Right. No. But there are all people that really, truly value those shows and watch them. We're going to talk about this a little bit more because I have an axe to grind. Is that right? Yep. With HBO in that respect. Gotcha. So, yeah, I I think you're right. You know, Netflix be doing some weird shit. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Also in April, and I'm not sure if you were into this because this is more of of a gamers kind of thing. And it brought me back to an era where if you were the only one who had a Nintendo or Sega Genesis on your block back in the Caribbean where I I grew up, well, after 7 p.m. on any day until like 10 p.m., until your mom and dad got mad and started throwing people out of your house, you had a lot of your friends over (laughs) playing Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat was huge, huge. And by the way, Mortal Kombat was the first, I think the first video game that caught the attention of governments. And whoever wanted to blame violence on video game, they always talked about Mortal Kombat in that context.
1: Yes, they did.
0: Because of the fatalities. You remember that?
1: Yes. And I remember people talking about the... You would pull the the head out of somebody, and you would get the skull and the little spine dangling, yes. and that that yes. just that was just too much. There was a lot yes. of pearl clutching over that.
0: Ooh, Jojo, and it was the most unrealistic fucking shit in oh, comparison to what my yeah. son plays now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, it, but but it, you you so red, you so blood, you know, and it was like. Oh! Video games are getting violent and shit, blah, blah, blah. And you know what? I'm, I'm not going to say, it. look, Mortal Kombat, this movie, is not going to get nominated for absolutely anything. Okay? <laughs> it's not the greatest work of art of any kind, but I fucking loved it. <laughs>
1: Good. Good. I did not watch it because I, I didn't play the video game when I was a kid because I wasn't allowed to. But I know I'm sure my husband has watched it, and I, I don't know what he thinks of it. But I'm I'm I can see it being a lot of fun if you played the game and like the nostalgia factor for one, and then just to just being fun, yeah.
0: I think I'm, I think I'm almost replacing you for Jeffrey, man. Because like, <laughs> what the uh, hell? I'm talking, I should be doing this podcast with Jeffrey. I'm man. talking myself <laughs> out
1: of a job. <laughs> <laughs> Jeffrey, come back. <laughs>
0: so what we we? I mean, we should bring Jeffrey on one day. We should. That would be fun. Yeah, we should bring Jeffrey on on one day, and, and we'll talk about all of that. Stuff that we, I haven't we, watched. We boys, we boys. do <laughs> Like I mean, Jeffrey and I, we are Hoovians. Yes, yes. <laughs> we have that in common, and then we're a big fan of yours too. So, <laughs> that- <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that that unites us forever, isn't yeah, it? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yep. All <laughs> right. So there was this one movie that I've not feel tempted to watch. It is the whole Godzilla versus versus Kong thing? Yeah. Have you done any watching of that? I
1: haven't watched this. I've seen the old ones. And so I guess that sort of means that I should have watched this one, but I just couldn't muster up any interest in it. Because I I watched the old ones because... To me it was partially funny like the costumes and things like that but 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 the very first one is actually a, a genuine piece of of cinematic art. But this one I was just like eh, I don't know it just seemed like too much CGI to me. I don't.
0: Yeah. Yeah I mean so the two characters apart like I could watch a Godzilla movie, I could watch a King Kong movie. In fact, I'm a big fan of King Kong. Yes. Who the hell came up with the versus thing? Like I you, you know, you know how like during the pandemic the whole versus with musicians became a thing? Yeah. Is that is that a, someone's idea of a versus be, between two CGI characters or something? Like maybe so,
1: cuz i mean they as far as i can remember they don't come from the same quote unquote universe, you know, like right. they they should they really should never cross paths. So i <laughs> i don't
0: know. I yeah, so I'm not I'm not gonna watch that. Um, you can see it may be the greatest thing ever done, but I'm not gonna watch it. Yeah. And I think we've talked about this, Jojo. I, I am the weirdest fan of science fiction, in the sense that I will watch any science fiction that, in my mind at least, is plausible. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> But if I feel like it's too much bullshit, I'm completely turned off. Yeah. Right? And so there are hugely popular sci-fi things that I've never gotten into. I'm I'm not going to get into because I, I can't see a world where that's possible. Yeah. And I know that that world exists in my head, so it's not like, it's actually possible at all. Otherwise, it wouldn't be science fiction, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Within that universe in my head, it has to be slightly plausible for me to say, yeah, I'm going to watch this. And that's the problem. Here with with Kong versus Godzilla, Godzilla versus Kong, not my kind of shit. Mm
1: -mm. Yeah, no, I agree. Not, no.
0: So let's then move on to what is in store for the month of May. And of course, we have to go with the gigantic ones. There is a lot of, you know, movies from the early 2000s and, um, you know, from the past few years that are coming, on to ne- coming to Netflix. But I don't know of anybody that actually has Netflix to, for the sake of watching movies that they haven't watched uh, that were like in cinema for the past 10 years. I think most people nowadays have Netflix because of the original content. Is I, that is that a fair assessment?
1: I agree. Yeah, I, I don't. I mean, I'm sure that it, for some folks, it's a perk, you know, to be able to have some of that stuff. But I, yeah. I don't, I don't think that it's the main reason anybody gets Netflix.
0: But but you know, I I don't think that's the case right now, is it?
1: No, I, I don't think so. It's I mean, sometimes they're even releasing things simultaneously. I know there was a movie recently that was released simultaneously, like across the whole yeah. distribution area of the studio.
0: Yes, yes. And I think the the pandemic has created also a a convergence of possibilities that I I don't know if it's gonna be easy to get rid of.
1: I I agree with that. I think it changed a lot of things fundamentally, and I don't. It it may have been something that was coming, but I think it sped up the process quite a bit. I think that uh, I think that it you know we we it may have eventually happened, but I think the pandemic just kind of pushed pushed it along into that direction.
0: And you you had a, a lot of the big shot directors, especially the old school ones. That were very critical of streaming services and movies being released on streaming services and stuff, and I feel like you know because money talks, the streaming services, the streaming platforms may have gotten to their prices, and now they're all for it because you know Spielberg and uh, Marty Scorsese, all of these huge you know directors who were who were like you know full-blown Hollywood royalties, they're not so not keen about uh, uh, streaming service anymore, are they?
1: Yeah, exactly. they um, I think they've lost some of their snobbiness.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> the snobbiness. You know. So in, in, in Netflix, we are strictly going to talk about what some of their original stuff. And the first thing we're going to see, for instance, we're going to talk about the stuff that we know that are coming in the month of May, but haven't gotten a date yet. And this is something that I've been waiting for a lot. For me, one of the best series, regardless of what you think of Aziz Ansari, one of the best Netflix original series out there is Master of None. And I don't I think the last season of Master of None was about three or four years ago. And now in this month, month of May, we are going to finally get season three of Master of None. Have you Have you watched Master of none? Are you fun?
1: I have not watched Master of None. It's one of those that was on my list. And then I think when it kind of stopped for a couple of years, I, I completely forgot it existed. But I'm glad it's coming back and, you know, we'll have time. I'll have time to get it watched before the, the next season comes. Or the last season, I should say.
0: Yeah. I mean, it, it's only two seasons as of now. So you could possibly, and I think they're like eight episodes each. Uh, but Lena White... created this beautiful, well, Aziz Ansari and Lena White have this beautiful partnership in writing, in creative, creative abilities. And they put on a very, an absolutely fantastic little show. And uh, I think I've told you before, we've we've talked about Aziz on this show where, like, I wouldn't sit and watch Aziz Ansari stand-up show. I don't feel like he is a funny stand-up comedian. But I love him as an actor. I love him. I love him. And there are qualities about Aziz that I enjoy, that I'm, I'm a big fan of. Is because Aziz took a lot of rejection. He it took him a long time to get noticed by Hollywood because he refused to play the Indian with the accent guy. And every time he went to an audition and they told him, but we want an action, he'd be like, no. You'll get quite a few South Asians to, to do that for you. But that's not my thing. I'm not going to do it. Yeah. And I agree with that. I love that. I yeah. love that. Yeah.
1: Because he, he grew up in, I believe, South Carolina, didn't he?
0: That's right. <laughs> yes. South <laughs> Carolina.
1: One of my favorite bits of of a... Of a- of a sketch show or a comedy show I guess it's but it's just one of his part of one of his stand up shows is where he talks about he didn't really know what bullying was because there was a teacher in his class in in South Carolina because there was a little kid next to him making fun of him because he was brown. Yeah. And that teacher walked up to the to the bully and said, "I will end you." <laughs> And he said everybody left him alone after that. So he really had no idea what, that there was anything like, you know, being... So I, I think of that a lot. I'm, I will end you. I will
0: end you. <laughs> <laughs> Look, man, there is nothing more powerful than a, a, a southern liberal. <laughs> you know, there is this ability in Hollywood to turn... Everything with an accent into a caricature. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Every, Mm -hmm. and that persists today as woke as they would have you believe that Hollywood is. That persists today. It does. And and somebody has to put a stop to it. And and I'm glad that Aziz did that. Yeah. So I'm very happy that we're gonna get a third season of Master of None, and this time, four years later, Aziz Ansari returns as Dev, and this time, he's in London. So, the last time, the last episode, he was in Italy, and that was fun. (laughs) That was a lot of fun. And this time in London, I can only imagine how good it's going to be. So that's, that's to be determined. We don't know when that's going to come. So I suppose a, it probably is going to be towards the end of May. Probably. And there should be an upcoming trailer soon, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. They'll probably do a trailer maybe uh, this first week of May and then yeah. maybe roll it out at it towards the end.
0: Yeah. And so there's this thing called Racket Boys. <laughs> it's an original <laughs> <laughs> series. It's a K-drama about a middle school badminton. And you know why I'm not willing to badmouth this one? Badminton badmouth, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The the reason I'm not willing to say anything disparaging about a a series, about, you know, high school badminton team, is because if I had read the synopsis to The Queen's Gambit, that's true. And it was, you know, I knew that it was about some orphan girl who is dope at playing chess. I would be like, I'm never watching this shit.
1: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's I'm, very I'm true. Serious.
0: It's very, very true. Yeah. So so this might be the one that put all of us onto, yo, badminton is exciting, son. <laughs>
1: <laughs> We're all going to be buying shuttlecocks and, you know, all the little little things. Yeah. It'd be amazing. Mm.
0: So, yes, I'm I'm just going to, I'll take a look at least at the first episode and see what it's all about. Yeah. So what do you have next, Jojo, on your list?
1: So on May the 5th, uh, this one we have a, a release date for, and we've got the Sons of Sam, which is the Sons of Sam Descent into Darkness, which is going to be on Netflix. And it's going to be a crime docuseries that follows Maury Terry's efforts into finding a killer.
0: Okay. I've partially heard about the whole Son son of Sam thing. And I know that there are some documentaries about uh, out there. But it seems more like, was this guy, like, did he have his own little cult going on, the Son of Sam?
1: I believe so. I, I don't know a huge amount about the Son of Sam. I, I do know that he was, I do believe he had, and I think may still have, uh, a little Cult of personality around him. I know when he was in prison, he was very popular. So, yeah. And I I know that the whole city was essentially on lockdown when he was killing people. So he had the power of terrorizing a whole city, which is strangely impressive, I guess, would be the way to put it.
0: Right. Strangely (laughs) impressive. Yeah. All right. I don't know. Like, This might be something I watch. (laughs) This might be something I don't even like. I'm, I'm not, I'm not excited about it. But all I can say is that if you are into some of the, because this is part of history and it's relatively recent, right? Yes. Uh, I think this was like what was that? uh, Seventies, late seventies, late
1: seventies, early eighties, I believe.
0: Early eighties. Yeah. So you you may watch that if you want, and um, I think it's worth. It's worth. Pointing out that it's there, yeah. So, but I might—I don't know. Will you watch it? Will you watch it, Jojo?
1: I'll probably give it a try because you know I love documentaries.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so I'll probably
1: give the first uh, first, since this is a docu series, I'll probably give the first episode a try and see what I think.
0: All right. Well, because sometimes, uh,
1: sometimes they're just too sensationalized. You know, like they're just yeah. Even though they're supposed to be a documentary, it's just like. I don't know. It's just too much. I, I just like the the facts and what actually happened.
0: Exactly, exactly. But like you know, if you take a look at it and you feel like it's something we should talk about, definitely let's do it. You okay. know what I mean? That sounds good. But but I ain't gonna be the first one to watch it because uh, no. I
1: understand.
0: I, I, I'm I'm huge with documentaries, but that's probably not gonna be my thing this time.
1: I completely understand. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So, that's on May 5th. May 7th, there's a little show that's coming that I am actually really looking forward to watching, at least one episode. But I think I'm going to watch this whole thing. I hope it's not something similar to The Umbrella Academy.
1: Yes, that's my concern with it, too. Because I also am excited about what you're talking about. (laughs) And I'm hoping that it's good. Because... I watched – there is there is a trailer for this one, and yeah. it, it, it made me cringe just a little bit. But I was like, you know what? I think every trailer I've watched for, like, the past six months or so has made me cringe. So I'm just going to forget I watched the trailer. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. I, I watched the trailer, too, and I don't know what part of it was cringy for you, but there was a part that was cringy for me. Is The dude with the gray hair that dresses in white – his balls are too protruding. Out of his <laughs> like, what's wrong with this dude's balls, dude? Like, what? He just put a balloon there. Like, you know, I was like, no, this is, you know, I'm, I'm sorry. but Yeah, no. n- n- we, nobody needs to see so, <laughs> so what was your cringy part of it for you? I just kind of feel like it was
1: sort of the whole the whole vibe of it going through made it feel like, I don't know, like youngsters against oldsters or something like that. just felt weird to me.
0: I think it, it, you can expect some weirdness given the fact that it's a Mark Millar True. production, if you will, like from the mind of Mark Millar. is a dude that wrote us super bad and shit, <laughs> you know, so... <laughs> But lately we've been having quite a conversation about about the the work of trailers that are like mostly a disservice to the entire content of of what they're supposed to be about so you know yeah it it makes sense isn't it yeah
1: yeah i sort of think making trailers is a lost art i don't think we ever said the name of what we're talking about though oh please <laughs> Jupiter's legacy.
0: <laughs> Jupiter's legacy, of course. Yes, that is true. We tend to do that. Like, we
1: do some that, yeah. Uh,
0: sometimes we'll be like twelve minutes into the show, and it's like we're talking about a show that, like, how? Did, what do you think about it, Jojo? And blah blah, blah blah. I'm like, it's been twelve minutes. We haven't said the name of the damn show.
1: <laughs> People are like, "Sounds good." Would you ever tell me the title? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I want to watch it too, man. <laughs> That's awesome, yeah. So Jupiter's Legacy is coming on May seventh on the Netflix, right? Yes. And uh, whatever, dude. Like, I'm, 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 I'm up for it. So would you like to read the synopsis for people?
1: The synopsis, yes. So it follows the story of the world's first superheroes who received their powers in the 1930s. In the present day, they are the revered elder guard, but their superpowered children struggle to live up to the legendary feats of their parents.
0: Yeah, who who doesn't?
1: So now I'm I'm wondering since this was is this supposed to be like a um uh a, a greatest generation slash
0: slash boomer comparison? That's that's a good way to put it, isn't it? But but I guess I mean if they received their powers in the nineteen thirties, obviously they're like in their eighties right now, aren't they? Yeah. And their children are the younger generation in their 30s and 40s, in the 40s maybe? Yeah, or, I
1: don't know. or 50s. Be- well, well, we'll see when Let's we watch Let's wait it.
0: for this fucking thing, <laughs> There might be a generational gap there that we don't understand. That's you know, true. It,
1: unless,
0: heroes. Unless they, they decided, we're going to have children after we retired from this shit. We're in like our early 60s and shit. You Know so our kids are teenagers when we are 80. You know, that's cool,
1: maybe after all the
0: superheroes and shit. That's so.
1: right, they're superheroes, so who knows? They might be immortal,
0: immortal, <laughs> right? And so, May 14th, I'm very excited about this, and I wasn't before until I saw the trailer. Speaking about trailer, yes, I think the trailer for this one did quite a good job, I agree, but also. We slightly have a background of it because it is coming from a book made into a movie. Yes. Right. So we're talking about the woman in the window once again. Amy. Amy Adams. Yes. Has managed to be creepy. <laughs> All she has to do is not put makeup on and let her hair down, and she's like slightly creepy. Yeah.
1: She's a little bit demented. Yeah, dude. A like crazy eyed.
0: I mean, even even as as Lois Lane on the Zack Snyder thing, she was. She was kinda creeping the fuck out of me. Cause she was like saddened for the entire thing and and like depressed and walking around like crying and shit. And even when Superman came back, she was like, Let's go home, nigga. Like, what are you not happy now? Like, you know, whatever, dude. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't know. So so what do you think of this one, Jojo?
1: I'm excited for this one. I did enjoy the book. I did read the book. I enjoyed the book. I thought the trailer was great. So I I will certainly give this one a try. You know how they always say the book is better than the movie, but sometimes it's, it's not always the case. So yeah, I'm excited to see it.
0: Yeah, well, I'm not, I will not be coming from the, that, that point of view of, you know, I read the book because, you know, you fancy and shit, you be reading books and stuff. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> uh, like the average German reads eight books a year. Jojo reads 13. Yeah. Whatever, dude. You're in German. <laughs> if it weren't for the grace of God, you'd be some French-Canadian woman. Somewhere.
1: <laughs> this is true. This is true. I'd be having that accent we talked about in The Serpent.
0: <laughs> so, so, yeah, I won't be coming from that perspective, but I am absolutely interested on in this one. So, The Woman in the Window, plus it, it, it's about agoraphobia, and, and this is one of my one of the subjects that I'm really really interested I've always been interested in in the because I think in agoraphobic is like an introvert on steroid yeah uh-
1: <laughs> yeah and i I hope the movie handles it as deftly as the book did because everything I read about the book said that the depiction of the particular kind of agoraphobia she has is like on point like it's not sensationalized or radicalized or anything like that. So I I hope the movie respects that too.
0: Right, because hers is based on is post-traumatic stress. Yes. Which is not always the case with agoraphobia. Yes. Uh, You know, to your point, hopefully they treat it as dignifyingly as the book puts it. Yeah. Yeah, Jojo, we're good, eh? (laughs) What's the next one, Jojo.
1: Um, so we've got May 21st, Army of the Dead, and uh that's Zack Snyder's zombie heist thriller starring Dave Batista, Ella Purnell, and Omari Hardwick.
0: Yo, I, again, the trailer for this one was dope, and here's the crazy thing, the moment I read Army of Dead, I was like, oh, that's another walking dead shit, and I never got into this show, and... You know, I'm, I'll never get into it. like, and you know my thing with zombie and shit. You know, because I'm Haitian. <laughs> Haitians, we know we know shit about zombie that Hollywood has never gotten right. So I'm a bit pissed off at Hollywood for for the way they they've sensationalized the entire idea of zombie and zombification and shit with the brain and the whole thing. But so so it, it was a bit of a put off for me. But one. I saw the name of Zack Snyder. And two, I like Dave Batista.
1: <laughs> I do too. I I do too. I I feel like everything he's in, he just makes better.
0: Do you know what? I actually read an article about Dave Batista this week, where you could see it as an olive branch, or you could see it as a dig. But he specifically compared himself and not because he wanted to, but he just wanted to create the differentiation between him and the rock because people keep comparing the two
1: Yes.
0: in terms of like, oh, this guy was a wrestler and then he went into acting. Dave Batista says that the difference between him and the rock is that the rock went into acting and has never taken, taken any risk other than doing the banging and breaking shit and like, brute force type of thing. I'm a strong man. Action movies is my shit. But Dave Bautista says, I'm actually interested in acting. And so I I don't want to be the guy. I don't want to be that guy, the brute force guy, the really strong guy. And I'm hoping to get some roles that will showcase that. I actually like acting and I can act, you know, and it's like more power to Dwayne Johnson for, for doing what he does because that shit pays the bill and and he is the most popular former wrestler turned into actor dude out there, yeah. you know, and he keeps on adding to it, right? Yes. But he's like, yeah, yeah, I got into this because I'm a guy who went into wrestling even though I always wanted to be an actor and now have a chance to do show. so. So – I don't want to be that guy. Yeah. So, so I, I really appreciate that because it, it's. A, I, I'm not again. I'm not saying that Dwayne the Rock Johnson did the wrong thing. But I'm just saying that it was the easiest thing to do, to be honest. Yeah. To go into acting and using that element of I can throw people around and kick ass and break walls and shit and and just and just be that guy.
1: Yeah, it's kind of yeah. like he got typecast and was okay with it. Like, like Dave, you said, Dave Batista said it pays the bills. So, you know, why not? You know, I just show up and and do my thing. And, uh, but yeah, I I do like Dave Batista, And I feel I've always felt like he had, because I I didn't wasn't aware that he had wanted to be an an actor. So I think that uh, I always thought he brought a lot of nuance to his roles. Especially yeah. for someone that I just assumed was only ever a wrestler. So, yeah. Um, yeah so I, I, I've, I've always enjoyed
0: his his work. <laughs> yeah, and I don't know a lot about Ella Purnell. Don't go after me for that, everybody. But I know Omari Hardwick because you know he just he's just coming up from playing one of the most controversial characters in any black based huge huge tv show which was power he was what's her name saint patrick i can't remember the first name is it's his first name his his last name was saint patrick and the character was beloved by some hated by others and the show was Hugely popular with a really broad audience. It was a very diverse show. There were are there characters of old background there. But you know, it was a show that was produced by by Curtis Jackson 50 Cents. And this show went on, I think, for about eight seasons on Stars. And there isn't even some some spin-offs of it. And Omari Hardwick was Absolutely fantastic. I think he got a couple of nominations from it too. And he is he's a part of this crew here, so I'm I'm excited to see him now on this. So Army of the Dead comes out on Netflix May 21st. Boom. On May 28th, we have the, the second half of the last season of Lucifer. And uh I'm looking forward to it because when season 5A came out, I thought that was it. But clearly, based on the last episode, I could tell that it, that wasn't it. I mean, I think there's no way they just it just ended like this because there was no resolution to it. Mm-hmm. And then I realized, oh, they just decided to release season 5 in two batches. I think it was only six episodes the first time. I think so, so too.
1: Yeah. Kind
0: of like they did with Lupin. Yeah. Yeah. So that's exciting. I I can't wait. And I'm kinda sad that it's going to be that's gonna be it for it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Because it's it was it was a really, really good show, continues to be a good show. So
0: yeah. The cast in this is absolutely beautiful. I, I love yeah. everybody in this show.
1: Yeah.
0: And then finally for Netflix, we're gonna have on the same day, the Kominsky method. Season Three, and it's also the final season for the Kominski method. So this is a show that, if you remember, went was off of our radar for a long time. it was and we decided one time to just give it a go because I remember telling you, I see Michael Douglas being nominated every time for something, and it's the Kominsky method. What the hell is this all about? so why don't we give it a, a watch? And you and I watched it, and he was like, "Yo, this is good. We should talk about it, isn't it?" Yeah,
1: I thoroughly enjoyed it. I uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was really, really good. It was very funny, and uh, I I liked Michael Douglas in it, and yeah, so yeah,
0: yeah. I, I'm 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 looking forward to watching that. So yeah. that's what we are excited for on Netflix, and. And I think the largest list was Netflix. So we're gonna move on to Hulu, Amazon, HBO, Max. So in, in Hulu, Hulu was very interesting in April, but I, I don't know I don't know that's gonna be the same case for, for for May. But again, Hulu's forte is not necessarily original programming, is it?
1: No, it doesn't seem to be. It seems to be more like um I don't know sports either or or like um, nostalgia shows like Golden Girls and that kind of thing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so for the month of May, Hulu has the third and final season of A.D. Bryant's comedy series, Shrill. That's coming out on May 7th. And this time, Annie is newly single and she's in on, on the dating scene. I remember that we did we did an episode about shrill and it is till today one of our most popular episodes.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it was uh I really enjoyed the first season and um I I feel like it's worth watching for the the pool scene alone just for the I hate the word empowerment but for the empowerment of of women and and getting to see people on television that you wouldn't quote-unquote normally see. So I think it was a great show and groundbreaking in many respects. So, um, yeah, I'll be interested to see how it all ends.
0: Yeah, I'm looking forward to watching it too because I didn't catch season two yet, so I can just binge watch that and then go on to move on to the next one. Yes. So what is next on Hulu, Jojo?
1: So we have a six-part FX docuseries since Hulu. They get FX the next day, I believe. But it's Pride, and it's going to be on May 15th. And it's about the decades-long struggle for LGBTQ civil rights. And that's a long and difficult history and something I yes. think... All of us need to learn more about because it's it, whether you think it does or not, it, it affects us all.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, everybody's rights is human yes. rights, right? LGBTQ rights, women's rights, minorities' rights, people of color's rights, all of that is yes. human rights and it, it cannot be excluded. And I think it is important we always talk about like, it's important for the new generation to know the history of blah, blah, blah. I think it's important for us to remember that even people who are contemporaneously living through history happening sometimes have no idea what's happening around them. True. And and a lot of people become aware of things that happened while they were alive, during their times. Thanks to documentaries and movies like this.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: And, and so it's not always for the newest generation yeah. to know. It's also to inform the current generation, look, this shit happened under your nose. Yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. You know,
0: but you were too busy, I don't know, fucking thinking about the next iPhone and shit yeah. that you couldn't see it happening. Yeah. So here's what happened, right? Yep,
1: that's it exactly.
0: I mean, there are people who still don't understand. For instance, the reason why all of these new anti-voting rights laws are being, you know, are happening around the country, right? It, it, it's. I'm not gonna get too much into politics, but you have to understand. We have had one of the most effective elections in our lifetime, during a global pandemic. And a crisis, a a once-in-a-century crisis. And in most other countries, the elections would have been suspended. The country, in terms of politics, in terms of elections, could have descended into chaos. But yet we managed to pull it off. We managed not only to pull it off, but on the day that a president was supposed to be inaugurated, he got inaugurated despite all of the shenanigans that the other guy tried to pull off. Yet now, there are legislatures around the country, state legislatures around the country, creating laws to make it more difficult for people to vote. So you have to understand, these things are happening under your nose. And if when people take to the streets, all you see is riots and this and that, and you think people take to the street only with one topic in mind with only racial injustice and in shit? you you don't know what's happening around you, so that's why documentaries are important because it's not only for the newest generation you probably don't know about Stonewall and never heard about Stonewall, and your parents, your grandparents never heard about Stonewall so there's a lot to learn. Of the things that are happening around us, under our noses. So, yeah, I, I want to be preaching here, so sorry. That's,
1: that's quite all right.
0: <laughs>
1: it's, yeah. it's 100% true, though, because, you know, if you're in the middle of something, sometimes you miss stuff that happens because you're getting so much information at you at once. That happens. Yeah. And sometimes, as you said, people's minds are filled with other things and they just aren't paying attention to what's going on. So it's good to have an amalgamation, a a gathering of all the information together, that so you can um, distill down and understand what was actually going on in those times when either you couldn't get all the information or you just were not in the place where you could understand or comprehend
0: it. I'm with you. You see, that's what Jojo does. She puts it in better frame of 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 language than I do because I be throwing shit and fuck and things like that so my bad yeah However, yeah, like y'all curse a lot no don't say y'all Graham curses a lot yeah. Jojo Jojo is the you know the refined language lady over here man amalgamation and shit you know It's coming about amalgamation. All right, well, (laughs) so that was Hulu. (laughs) (laughs) That was Hulu. Amazon, on the other hand, they're not going with a lot of original programming, but they always do this thing where if they put on two shows for that month, original shows, it's going to be a festival of big stars and <laughs> really heavy shit. Yes. So they are coming out on May 14th with Barry Jenkins's highly anticipated limited series, The Underground Railroad. And I'm looking forward to this one for two reasons, because I think American history has sort of like made... The Underground Railroad sound more like a miraculous, magical thing that happened, and Harriet Tubman is the superhero of it, you know what I mean? Yeah. And kids or anyone learning history doesn't know what people were escaping from and what the consequences for escaping were. Yes. Because it was like, yo, just make it under that tree. You know, make a left and make a right. Harriet's gonna be waiting for you there. Boom, jump on the train and boom, you're free. You're going to Canada and shit. That that you know, no. I'm I'm that's why I'm looking forward to this show because if it stays faithful to the story, then there's a lot of history that people will learn about that never occurred to us.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I mean, for myself, as a kid, when I first heard about the Underground Railroad, what I had in my head was a literal Underground Railroad, like like people. <laughs> to, yeah, yeah, but you know, yeah. like people would go under the ground, and there was like a, a train there waiting for them, and that was the way they escaped. And I thought that was cool. But, yeah. You're like, Yo, that's so cool. <laughs> but then, I mean, you know, my father was like, eh, no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and of course, your dad would be like, "Let me snap you out of yeah. this
1: one." No, no. This here's here's some stuff you need to read. So yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it'll be great to see it as a as a limited series.
0: Definitely. And then I think the next big thing coming on May twenty first is New Anthology limited series called Solos, and I saw a trailer of it. Jojo, have you seen I it? I have not seen the trailer for this one. Like, here's the crazy thing. Solos is going to be amazing, and the only thing I can compare it to, and it's not because they are the same thing, but it's sort of like the same playbook, is either Modern Love or Small Axe. I was... They're not the same things, but the, it's it's like a bunch of movies... Featuring a bunch of people that you'll be like, whoa, really? You know what I mean?
1: That's what I was wondering if it was going to be. Just from reading the uh, the synopsis of it. it, was like I was like, eh, I think, I think I, I, I was I was thinking Modern Love is what I was thinking of, but yeah, Small acts too. So,
0: yes, yes. So I'm looking forward to it. But let's 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 tell folks who's gonna be in it.
1: Uh, Morgan Freeman, Anne Hathaway, Anthony Mackey and more.
0: I like more, You know, more. <laughs> Out of all these people, yeah. more to me is the most impressive. One. More is how did they manage to get more? I don't, I don't, know, I don't know how they
1: got more. I mean, that must have been yeah. like mega
0: bucks. <laughs> yeah, y'all know we're playing. We? Okay, I <laughs> yes. hope so. I'm not, I'm not saying anything, but I'm just saying we're just playing. <laughs> so don't, don't, don't be right. So let's move on to HBO Max, Jojo. HBO Max for the month of May. So, what do we have?
1: The first one we've got on the list is "Those Who Wish Me Dead" with Angelina Jolie, and I have seen the trailer for this one. Have you? I, ha- I haven't. I have seen the trailer for this one, and it's it looks I, the trailer is good, and and uh-huh. it looks good, but and and this is terrible. So, and I fully admit this, and 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 I know it's terrible. Oh boy. But
0: what's she gonna say?
1: I I can't see Angelina Jolie in this role of this character. What what, what is it about? It from the trailer. It is about a woman firefighter who uh. has she's she does the, the the fire watches in the towers. Yeah, and there is someone after a man and his child. The man gets killed. The child manages to make it up to the fire tower to her. And it's about her protecting this child. Okay. And in the trailer, Angelina Jolie. I I don't know if she's unwell, but she it looks so fragile that I'm like, I don't know how she would make it up three stairs, let alone all the way up to the tippy top of a fire tower. I I genuinely <laughs> don't because I mean. You know, firefighters, male or female, whatever, they have a lot of gear they have to carry. They have to be very strong, and and they're typically sort of hefty folks. And yeah. and I I know that that's terrible, but I, I just she she looks very fragile, and the plastic surgery is very is showing very much in this. And I don't know if that's on purpose, if she was supposed to have been hurt in a fire or something. I don't know. I agree. I, I know that everything I'm saying is absolutely awful. <laughs> but I'm, I'm just having trouble seeing her in this role.
0: But, I mean, my recollection of her, at least on action movies, that she she's quite believable.
1: That's in, been in my... Terms ex- of, in
0: terms of, like, ass-kicking and shit, like, that's- you know, for a pretty girl or whatever, for a sex symbol... She can kick some ass, isn't she?
1: I I agree with that one hundred percent. It's just in this trailer, she looks she looks unwell. She looks too Ill. frail. She looks ill, and I I don't know I don't know that per, maybe that's part of the character. They don't address that in the trailer. You know, maybe she is ill, but yeah. um, it's just the way it's presented in the trailer. I'm like, there no, <laughs> she needs to be in bed with tea. <laughs>
0: I have to say, though, I'm really glad to see her in front of the camera for for a long time because she had gotten more into the directing role. Yes. And I read an article where she said, my family situation has changed, so I've had to go back into acting. And originally, my mind immediately translated that into financial issues, and that's not what she was talking about. It was more like, you know, when you're a director you you get on the scene before all the actors and you're the last one to leave. And even after the movie is filmed, you're still involved around doing stuff. Whereas as an actor, be here at some time and then when we're done, we're done. You probably have to do a bit of a promo tour or whatever, but like you don't have to be involved that heavily. So that's what she was talking about. And she was talking about being spending more time with her family because of all that has gone on with her and Brad in custody of the kids. Yes. And so it took some reading of the article to understand what was going on here. But I don't know. I don't know if I actually like her better as a director than an actress or vice versa. But all I'm saying is is that I'm looking forward to seeing her actually doing the acting.
1: Yeah, I am. I would like to see it too. I'd like to though, to get your opinion on the trailer. Honestly, I'd like to for you at some point to watch the trailer and see what you think.
0: I don't know why I didn't get to watch the trailer, but I'm gonna have to go in and, and take a look now because you be you you um you be doing stuff, Georgia.
1: I'm not trying to be cruel <laughs> or ableist or anything at all like that. I'm not. I'm just. it's just. It's. it's no, just, I got you, Jojo.
0: It struck me. I got you. Like I mean. So here's the thing. As much as I love Angela and Jude, there's a lot of actors and singers and stuff like as soon as I, as I see them, my immediate reaction is you know somebody should offer them a sandwich or or a piece of fried chicken. Yeah. Like do you know what I mean? Like I'm 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 not I'm not shaming body shaming anybody. I'm just saying that at some point, you know, eat a snack or something, eat a burger. I'm I'm just you know, yeah. Just follow through.
1: Yeah, and I'm. I for me, it, I again. I know I'm sound terrible. But I I just genuinely felt concerned for her, like in the sense of not even because she's so slender, but she just to me she looked
0: ill. Oh yeah, no, no, no. But she does like her much like her and Celine Dion and others. Like they need to have a double cheeseburger with some fries. <laughs> And bacon, like bacon cheeseburger. Like I'm not, you know, I don't care. But you I'm can, can go back to being a vegan after that. That's that's cool. Yeah. I'm just saying that once, you know what, once every 18 years, yeah. have a fucking burger and put on at least one pound more because yeah. we worried about y'all. Yeah. Just yeah.
1: saying. We didn't want you
0: to be healthy. We just, you know, you know, yeah, that's it. So for me on HBO Max, we have in treatment and Do you remember, I've lamented the fact that this show ended just like boom. Yes. And I think it was a little more than 10 years ago that HBO decided, yeah, we're done with this show after three seasons. And this is one, literally one of the best shows that has ever been on HBO. And, but I have to say that back then, people's Understanding of mental health. people. I I don't know that people were as as sensible to the idea of mental health and mental health crisis, as conscious of it as we are now. It was harder for people to admit having a mental health, but it was harder for people, I think, to empathize with folks dealing with mental health. And it's still the case. There are a lot of people... I know people who, as soon as they hear mental health, their reaction is so visceral, it almost feels like they're thinking people have mental health because they want to, because they bring it up on themselves, because they can't deal with shit. Yes. And so I think that was the case with in-treatment. And I remember reading reading some reviews on in-treatment, by, you know, TV watchers, not necessarily by professional reviewers, was like, this show is painfully boring. Oh, my God, what's wrong with these people? And so HBO took the bait and canceled the show. But I thought, I remember telling you that Gabriel Byrne was the, the main guy there, but Diane Weist, whom we talked about not too long ago when, when we did our episode about I Care A Lot, she was on it, too, and I thought she was absolutely brilliant. Blair Underwood also had an absolutely fantastic role in there, too. So now they're bringing the show back for a fourth season after a bit more than 10 or 12 years. But the main um list here is going to be Uzo Aduba. And Uzo Aduba is... If you're not familiar with the name, you will know who I'm talking about. Duba is Suzanne Crazy Eyes from Oranges the New Black. She is an absolutely marvelous actor and I'm so looking forward to see her on this one. So, what do you think of this, Juju?
1: I am all for anything that helps people understand mental health and mental illness. Because even though we have come a ways, there's still a, a very long and bumpy road ahead in terms of people's empathy and understanding and non-visceral reactions uh, uh, about mental health and, and thinking that it's people's fault because it is a disease, just like people who have diabetes or any other thing that you can think of. And you know some people can control it with medications, some people can't. Some people can c- control it with with exercise and, and diet. Some people can't. So anything that brings that shines a light on mental illness and mental health is just is brilliant as long as it is a compassionate light and a a light that that makes people understand what it's like to have depression or any other form of mental illness.
0: Yeah. I don't know if HBO, and poss- if they don't, they possibly will bring back all of these, uh, the first three seasons. And I don't know if you ever watched In Treatment, Bob. No, I never did. Um, I think you would like it. Like I said, I, I saw it for the first time, and, and I, I thought it was brilliant. And I remember binge-watching the show. And when I got to the last episode of the third season, I actually realized that the show had been cancelled, and I was gutted. I was proper gutted because I'm like, how could you cancel this show? And you, we know that it's, it's to be expected of I don't know Netflix and shit, but HBO tend to be a bit more lenient with these things. So for me, it, it was was it was a bad punch in the stomach, but I'm I'm like overjoyed now that it's coming back. So the next one is this show I'm looking forward to, but I don't know. I don't know how I'm going to take it. It's called That Damn Michael Shay. You almost know Michael Shay basically every... When Saturday Night Live are on, by the next day, there is a hashtag fire Michael Shea going on on Twitter because... On Weekend Update, he'll say something that will rub people the wrong way. <laughs> and he only has one appearance on Saturday Night Live. Typically, it's Weekend Update because he's the cool head writer, him and and what's his name? Colin Jost. So that's all they do. They, But Michael Che always end up robbing people the wrong way because he will write something and say something about any subject that will will create controversy. So he now has his own show on HBO called That Damn Michael J. And y'all better, you know, hold on to your seats. (laughs) That's all I'm saying. (laughs) Uh, So (laughs) I saw an interview he had with Jimmy Fallon sometime last week, right? And he, he was talking about, how he thought the whole idea of Scarlett Johansson marrying Colin Jones was a joke. Like, it's like, I went to the wedding, she but I still don't believe that. She. <laughs> I still think it's a damn prank. <laughs> he said it was like, are you sure? He said he took a bunch of pictures of the rock with him and he wanted to show them to Scarlett. Like this, this, this guy is this guy should be available. <laughs> you Scarlett Johansson, you sure you. Were? Oh, that's good. It's funny. (laughs) That's good. (laughs) So, some of the people on Saturday Night Live, like Cecily Strong, make some appearances there. And if you haven't watched, you haven't seen the trailer. Go ahead and take a look at it. (laughs) (laughs) Finally, what do we have on Uh,
1: here? Looks like we have hacks. Gene Smart plays a legendary Las Vegas comedian who hires a young comedy writer in an attempt to re- resuscitate her career. So I, I've always liked Jean Smart. So, And I don't think she's been in anything in a while, or if she has, I missed it. So this, this should be interesting.
0: Yeah. Yeah, she actually has been on a couple of things. She was on that show with Regina King on HBO uh, Watchmen.
1: Oh, yes. That she was... was in Watchmen. Okay. That's right. Yeah. She was, I remember. Yeah, that's right.
0: But I'm glad that they did a very long trailer for this one. It's almost, almost, almost as a short film, if you will. It went, it went on for a little more than three minutes. And it gives you an idea of what this show is going to be all about. And I'm really excited after watching the trailer. I think it's going to be... One of those, it might go on for a few years because there's there's quite a bit to pick up from there. And Jean Smart and the young lady who plays her head writer, her writer or whatever, Hannah Einbinder, uh, they they have a weird-ass chemistry that is so good. I'm looking forward to see them. I'm looking forward to this show, so... Did we say when the show premieres?
1: Um, I just have on. Uh, I just have May. I don't have a date.
0: Yeah, I mean, if you don't have HBO Max, I don't know what to tell you, man. Because HBO Max is not is not bad, especially especially knowing that simultaneous movies in cinema are are being played on HBO Max. Yes. So get it because this show is going to be very good. Yes, Uh, that's what I that's what I can say. Watch the trailer. Go on YouTube and watch the trailer. I think maybe we we should also include some of the trailers in the show notes. That's
1: a good idea for for this. That's a good idea.
0: We'll 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 include links for the YouTube trailers in the show notes for the show, so that you can have a look of what we're talking about and uh, crack on. You know, so. Jojo, what are you looking forward to? What 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 are your hopes for the month of May in streaming? Do you think it's going to be a good one? Do you think we're going to be coming back and talking about these shows?
1: I think so. I think there's some good stuff in there that we can talk about. I'm I'm very interested in the anthology series on Amazon. That sounds like Solos. Could, Yeah, that sounds like it could be very very good. And um of course, lots of good stuff on Netflix
0: yeah so for me it's on Netflix it's gonna be Master of none that's the one number one I'm looking forward to. Jupiter's Legacy is something that I may watch Master of none, Army of the Dead, and Lucifer uh, those are my three from Netflix on Hulu. I'm very much looking forward to watching that six part docu series Pride, yes, because I think it's gonna be interesting. On Amazon, I'm looking forward to the Underground Railroad and Solos. And on HBO Max, I'm looking forward to In Treatment, that damn Michael Shea show, and Hacks. Of course, those who wish me dead, I'll watch because, yeah, why not?
1: Yeah.
0: To scream at the TV that Angelina Jolie should eat a burger. (laughs) (laughs) So, what are your picks in here?
1: Let's see. So, I I I think Solo and The Underground Railroad and I think for Netflix Jupiter's Legacy and uh I kind of want to see Master of None because I didn't see the first two seasons. So, I you've you've talked it up. You've gotten me uh <laughs> gotten me excited about it. So, yeah.
0: Sweet, I will end you.
1: <laughs> I will end
0: you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> must have worked, or maybe she ended him. I don't know.
0: <laughs> That's funny stuff, man. That's funny stuff. Well, like, if you, if you, if you were that teacher, who presumably is still alive, you must feel very proud of yourself that mm-hmm. you know people know this story mm-hmm. because we're talking about Deep South here. Yeah, yeah. And although there is a legacy of Indian immigrants and in, Syrian immigrants, actually, in in South Carolina. I, I still remember when Nikki Haley, who most people don't know that she is of Indian descent, was running for governor in, in South Carolina. And she was running actually in the primary, in the GOP primary for governor. And some other candidate from the GOP badge referred to her as a raghead. In it was live. It wasn't, you know. I mean, it wasn't like something he said behind closed doors or whatever. She's like, you know, we're not going to elect a raghead. Wow. Um,
1: I don't no you know why I'm shocked. I shouldn't be surprised, but I am.
0: So, so we're talking about deep south, and of course, with that, I'm not saying that only in the south there's racism. Sure, racism is alive and well every fucking where, despite Absolutely. what. What the GOP may have forced or fed their only black senator from South Carolina to go on TV and say that there is no racism in America. Uh, But just so you know, it's good that we, at least I have a very recent anecdote to tell you about yeah. This while you know the senator, the, the only one black senator for the GOP who is from South Carolina, told you this weekend as his rebuke or his rebuttal of President Biden's uh, address joint joint session. So so yeah, I know a, a bit tangential as Jojo would say, but it's just it's just it's just a thing to kind of think about. Anyway, I think it's time for us to kind of. Give it a go now, Jojo. We out, eh? huh? I'd like to invite you all to follow us on social media. You will find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and also on Pinterest. If you watch this live on YouTube, smash that like button and and also hit the little bell so that you can, you you know, when we're live. But uh, make a comment as you please. And you can follow me on the Instagram as Mr. Puzzetta. That's M-R-P-U-Z-Z-E-T-T-A. M-R-P-U-Z-Z-E-T-T-A. Jojo, last words? Howdy bye. <laughs> we'll see you later, folks. Thank you very much. Bye. Have a good one.
1: Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Kicking and Streaming podcast. If you've found value in our content, please subscribe and share. We would also be delighted to hear what you think of this podcast. So please rate us by writing a quick review on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast platform. Follow us on all major social media platforms such as Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Pinterest. Join the conversation happening today on our Facebook group.